Ladies and I only know three other barracks in the world, and I'm pretty much related to all of them. So. <laughs> this, is like being, this is like being on the trading floor in 87. I suppose it's a bit like kissing your sister. You really are. I'm a professional dribbler, so... <laughs> let's, let's do the numbers, Condor. Around the grounds. The Barnsley ball bag. We'll go to the pub. <laughs> Trying to raise awareness for men's mental health. And anything that's happening in sport. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast. James Tiger Woods. Beric Eckerbarts. And the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condor. Okay, we're back in the shed. We had a night podcast last night, boys. James, good to see you uh, up and about. Barnsley, you look tired and emotional. I'm very tired and emotional. But, I'll come uh, good. I'm fired up now. You're fired up? Guest is here. We're ready to go. Have you had, is that a bourbon and coke? No, nah, I had a bit of a, had a quick shot of tequila before to find me up. <laughs> he struggles, Woody. <laughs> I, I don't do good with night. To, I just uh, I can't sleep after him. I, I don't anyway. sleep. I'm fine. I, yeah, I went straight home to bed. I had I had a fucking fantastic because yeah, it was cold last night. It was, it was nice, good conditions for sleeping. I'm just wired a bit weirdly, but I was so pumped because Sean Dowdy. Weirdly is the word, is it? Is that a yeah? Is that a weirdly? Word? I, I don't think it is. No. Nah. <laughs> Oh, well, I've invented, yeah. I've invented a new one. Sean Doherty, anyway, how good was he? Epic. He was yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. And if uh, we, won't, we won't give too much away because you've got to listen to it, but uh, I don't know, he's the Yoda of, uh, of surf journalism and I think that was wrapped up in the last five minutes when one of our guests, uh, sorry, not our guests, one of our audience grabbed, and probably the, grabbed our biggest, the mic. And probably our biggest mentor, to be fair, Vaughan Blakey. Yeah, yep. he grabbed it and, uh, and spoke from the heart for probably a good four or five minutes about... Um, about Sean, what he's done, what he means to the surf world, uh, definitely what he means to the Blakey. So um, it's a must listen. I feel like those guys, like between Vaughn and um, Vaughn Ronnie and Sean Doherty, they're like, they know a bit of everything about everything. You know, like <laughs> art, books, surfing, footy. They're fucking yeah. clever people. Oh, I think that industry, that time back in the surf industry too, when they got thrown into that magazine world, they had to do it all because there was no one else. Yeah. It's like someone went away. They had to just come up with it, come up with it on the spot. And coincidentally, they've all become really creative sort of blokes, that sort of one group that's all started together and they've all gone down to have really long careers. There were some great stories, but for me, I'm just going to just touch on the Telestrator story. Yeah, oh, with Potts standing behind it. Oh, how good was that? Yeah. Especially like... Live commentary and, you, and you you're and drawing dicks with a Telestrator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, get on to it. It's bloody good. Um, uh, sponsors. Yeah, sponsors, Woody. What's the go this week? Station Grocers, uh, their specials at the moment. Um, obviously, different to last night. Uh, they're selling um, just used Halloween clothes, actually, at the moment. <laughs> so a lot of the children have dropped them off and... Uh, yeah, you can buy two different types of Halloween clothes for next year. Just so a bit of pre-planning, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's really smart. Yeah, that's, that's... Did you drop your kids' clothes down there? I did. I dropped uh, a few of my old clothes as well. They're there, so they're selling them. You can get them with a large coffee at this stage. Great deal. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, Mezzi last night was on fire too. Pizza's outstanding. Uh, no pizzas today. Day Lenny, podcast. Lenny's pizza but, uh, and pasta. Yep. Uh, elders... Uh, Far out. How do you remember five? We're just going corporate, aren't we? Oh, as in our five sponsors? Yeah. Well, Club Lennox is pretty simple. All they do is sell ball and all. Four to five kegs a week, boys. Doing all right. It's cranking down there. So the money's dropping into the community uh, community fund. Yeah, it's good. Yep. Yulis, thank you very much. So, no, 
Let's get into it today. I'm pumped to have our guest in the shed today. Well, she's been, uh, I don't know, we've had probably 70, 80 guests, maybe 90 guests. Um, and of all the guests we've had in the uh, in the shed, hardest one to tie down. Welcome, Macy Callahan. Macy Callahan, welcome. <laughs> Thank cool. you so much for having me. Thank you for driving down from Palm Beach and uh, and joining us here in the shed. Um, what have you been up to? You're not in uh, you're not in Brazil. Yeah, not in Brazil. Very happy about that one. Um, I'm doing nothing to be honest. I've just been yeah. Funny you said I'm the hardest one to get down here, but I've been doing nothing. So yeah, right. So yeah. why why no trip to Brazil? Um, I mean WSL told me I was 99.9 percent confirmed on the tour, so I took that percentage and decided not to go. Just yeah, have a break, have some time off before I go to Hawaii. So do you have to, we'll get to um, this year, which has been a, a bit of a standout year for yourself later, but do you have to do any more events to actually confirm that um, you're on the tour next year? Not sure. They said after Brazil, everything should be locked in. Um, but I'm going to go to Haliva anyways and try and keep that number one spot if I can going into next year. It'd be nice to be up there. And that's the better. last one, is it? That's the last event, yeah. Do you get a trophy for winning the QS? Like, Would you get a like a first place challenger trophy? You used to. They used, used to, to give one out. Yeah. But like that was when we had the banquet and like yeah. at the end of the year used to have like a presentation. They don't have that anymore. Just no like, banquet, no more no dinners, banquet? no nothing. Yeah. WSL's on the down. They just give you like a <laughs> gift bag. Like, you know, going to the Easter show. You <laughs> like a little ribbon <laughs> yeah. first. Yeah, a sachet. Those <laughs> old, you know the old trophies that were like as fucking big as that yeah. thing? that You get one of them. Well, remember the ones you used to get BMX as a kid? Yeah, you know how they build up, like there's yes. different stages, like a like a layer cake. Yeah, yeah. right, boys. Let's dial it back <laughs> in. So, so uh, Mace, Avoca, born and bred, um, clubby initially. Yeah, not really into the surf early on. Yeah, I was a full clubby, like loved it. My mum was such a clubby fan. My sisters were really good at it. My sister was actually the Australian champion for Iron Woman and board paddling. Which sister's that? Um, the middle one, Cody. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. so she was very oh, wow. talented. Yeah, really good. And yeah, that was my whole life growing up. Loved it. I was a Vogue Surf Life Saving Club. From what age? From as early as you could do it. And then I stopped when I was around 16 probably. So yeah. you st you're still doing it at 16? Yeah, I was doing it like up until I always say that um, up until I won my world junior title, I was still swimming in the pool competitively and doing surf life saving. What sort of combat, what swimming sort of stuff were you doing back then? Um, I was doing just uh, breaststroke. I won the Australian school like title for 50 meter breaststroke. When really? I was, incredible. Yeah, when I was 12. So we've got, oh. we, we, we got yeah. two Aussie champs here. I wasn't an Australian <laughs> champ. I never won the Australian champs. No, I won one state. What um, was your strokes? Butterfly. Yeah. I, I used to swim with Liesl Jones, funnily yeah, enough. No she way, was a, really? Yeah, Liesl. He's never told us that. Lisa was a year above me. She was a burping Gary. I was King Roy boy, but we used to swim in the same region. And um, she went out with one of my mates. It was the, quite the scandal. Well, yeah. Anyway, but um, <laughs> no, Lisa was a legend. And and what was incredible was we were all swimming together. Twelve, two years later, she's winning an Olympic medal. Yeah. Unbelievable. She's 14. Two years. Yeah. Two years. It was incredible. So breaststroke, that's that's funny because breaststrokers usually don't do other strokes real well. They're usually yeah. good at breaststroke but struggle with the others and vice versa. Yeah. Um. I think when I was younger, it was a lot easier, but as I was like getting a little older, I transitioned into a bit of butterfly, a bit of freestyle, but couldn't do backstroke to save myself. Just stayed away from that one. Yeah. <laughs> so what, um, I suppose getting out of that, was it was it easy to transition? So were you surfing on the side as well? Or surfing was your, like just sort of passion on the side and for fun, and then all of a sudden you thought, okay, I'm, I'm all right at this. Let's give it a crack. Yeah, surfing was definitely just on the side. It was kind of a thing that I just did after school with my friends. After the nipper training, we would all just – grab a surfboard and go surfing but um 
yeah, I really thought that swimming was going to be my life and that was it, the hard work. I loved training really hard and seeing those results in the pool. But um, it was also such a shit sport. But the <laughs> like looking at the floor, <laughs> that one, like the looking at the line. bottom, the black, that black line is like, I used to cry and have fights with my mum every morning trying to wake up. <laughs> but do you think that discipline puts you in good stead though? Yeah, I think that was like the fittest I've ever been when I was doing that leading up to my world junior title. That was the most dedicated I ever probably was. To your swimming? Yeah, swimming. I think that was the best thing I've ever done for my career. I still try to at least do some ocean swimming now. I think it's the best thing that you can do for if you want to be a good surfer or be anything. Yeah. I back it. I back it as oh, that's a good point. I back it from like a really early age, getting your water confident, like getting used to the waves, getting used to swimming without a board in the waves. Because a lot of kids grow up surfing and then you pull, even if it's small, you pull the board away from them and they fucking panic. So it gives you so many different ways to look at the waves as well because you're yeah. learning how to paddle a knee paddle board, learn how to body surf from far out. Were you a good swimmer, Woody? Mate, I was just going to add, in <laughs> my uh, school swimming carnival, I actually jumped in in the 50-metre freestyle. I was the closest to the wall, got out, ran down the <laughs> side of the pool, jumped in, touched the wall, got out and got suspended, got kicked out of the swimming <laughs> carnival. <laughs> So, no, I wasn't very Who good. Who took it out that year in your grade? I have no idea because I wasn't there. I got kicked out. <laughs> but just that dis- – like, you touched on it. Like, I still look back, I suppose, in my f- um, sporting sort of career and look back on those years at swimming, having to get up at 5 a.m. when you didn't want to and you hated it, but you always got in the water and when you finished, you felt so much better for it. Um, I suppose to kids out there like today, how do you find the work ethic, I suppose, in surfing when you go up to these pro level? What do you see like with the athletes around you? Yeah, I think surfing, to be honest, they probably don't do as much training as a lot of other sports. Um, But from a very young age, the discipline, I've always been pretty good at like getting into that rhythm. I'm like super into routine and whether that's training nowadays, I always like to make a routine. I feel like I work best around that and um, especially training. You're like, yeah, putting in a lot of work is always going to have some sort of good result at the end. So, yeah, and you always feel good after, no matter what. I, I want to know, but this is a question for both of you guys as swimmers, high level. What was like when you get up at, say, 4.30 or 5 to train and you're training for breaststroke, what are you doing for an hour? Are you literally just doing breaststroke up and down or do you do like, are you doing like efforts? Is it, do you break down mm-hmm. the stroke? Like how do you train? Yeah, I think when I was swimming, it was like structured we used to swim for two hours from 5am to 7am. You would not get out of the pool for yeah, two Yeah, not for two hours. And it was yeah. always structured into certain things. You'd have a warm-up, then you'd have you'd work on skills, and then you'd have a main set and a warm-down. So it was always, like, super structured, and there was always – you walk in and there was something on the whiteboard, and you just had to do that. So it could be, like, go as hard as you want for a few laps, and then you stop, have a little breather in the pool, then go again? Or were you just going well, up? No, there's like technique. Well, so what she's saying yeah. is you'd warm up and that would be might be freestyle yeah. usually. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be working on your technique. Oh. But then with her stuff with breaststroke, you'd go into your main set, which could be a heart rate set or yeah. something like that where, mm-hmm. okay, was your event 50s or 100s? Yeah, it was 50 at the, when I was only that age, 12. Yeah. It was mainly 50s. So it'd so be like a set of 10, 50-metre breaststroke. Like it yeah, could be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends on what your, you know, stroke or like – distance was so yeah. she'd be power and speed more yeah. than anything so you're working on speed aspect of it so you wouldn't want to be on like too long compared yeah. to say if you got like a guy like grant hackett or one of those guys yeah. doing long distance they're going to put in more k's and mm-hmm. say what macy yeah. would have yeah, but 
just more high intensity. But then you got the weights training. Like they've gone into you know all that. You know, I'm not saying you would have been doing that at 12, but obviously the stretching and the, all those. What were those? Um, the the pool th- things, the pulleys you used to always oh, have yeah, to do. Oh, yeah, the pulleys, yeah. Yeah, every morning before we go in the pool, we'd have a 30-minute warm-up in upstairs in the gym. So Wow, 30-minute warm-up, yeah. two hours in the pool, and then you'd probably come around and do it in the afternoon again. Yeah, what I was, was doing – I was going to school and my mum would pull me out an hour early from school to do a one-on-one session with my coach leading up to – like Jeez, a big you were going hard then. Yeah, I was super, like, super into it. I loved, like – Who were your heroes? Who who'd you look up to? I mean, there were so many people I looked up to, but – I don't know. I, I feel like at that age, you, you can't always have idols, but I was just running my own race at that age. <laughs> Love it. Who, 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 when you won that national final, who did you beat? Who were the oh, place getters? Yeah, See, I can't. It was that long ago now, and you I feel remember. like I've done so much now that I just like. Has I, anyone my mum has like this massive picture frame at home with the medal and a picture of me on the podium, and I always kind of look at it like, oh, it's a good memory. <laughs> yeah. Was there one chick at like, you're at Evoca High, and there's one chick at. Like one of the other Terrible central high. Yeah, like, fuck that bitch. Like, was there that? Was there like a main rival, like, you know, like that you would have in surfing with, that yeah. in your same age group? Um, or I not? feel like they're always from different states. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. no one really on the central coast. Um, yeah. But there was always like Queensland team was always super good at swimming. So ah. it's more of like a... Queensland is a swimming town. They're very like good, you got, yeah. um, That's where your main coaches are, like well, especially the, now, like Michael Brizzy. Bowl up there, Brizzy. Um, what was the guy who um, danced up and down the uh, – the, um, the last Olympics. Yeah, the last yeah. Olympics uh, with Ariana Titmus coach. Mm. Oh, he was – anyway, he, he was a good swimmer So if you're, if you're trying to make it, you're kind of going towards Brizzy. Brizzy's now your place yeah. to be. It wasn't always that way, but it still yeah. it was always a bit of a – The Bond a University hub. now has like a Do really that. good – um, program there, I think. Was that where they do they're doing that paddling stuff at the HPC? Yeah. I think at the yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Because Miami was a really good one. That was where Dennis Cottrell was at with all yeah. his, you know, especially the distance swimmers were all coming out of Miami yeah. as well. I'm going to Google it later, but I actually reckon that it might be a first because you've won a, an Australian junior title surfing, correct? Yep. A world junior title yep. surfing and a national title as a swimmer. I don't reckon there'd be many swimmers. I couldn't surfers. think of that. There'd, there'd yeah. be definitely ones who've done that, like guys like uh, you know maybe Wes and that, or good good surfers and good Ironman or Wesberg or for the other guys who've yeah. done clubbies and stuff and then gone into surfing. But I don't know any of anyone who's done had the swimming on. She won as a well. sixteen. Were you sixteen when you won an Aussie title surfing? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any yeah. other sports you play growing up? She's bloody. She just sounded talented. Just a water baby. I. That's all. I just stuck to swimming, surfing, anything involved the water. Yeah. Where, so where the love for the ocean come? Um, my dad always great surfer. My mum always grew up around the beach as well. So it was just from a young age. I think my sisters were just so involved. I just got dragged. I'm the youngest of three girls, so I was just didn't really have a choice. Just got dragged to the beach every day. <laughs> is that story at uh, just on your dad? Is that story? I think he might have told me the story at an Aussie title, or maybe your probably. Um, the story at uh, at Bell's is that correct? Yeah, he. Can you he, tell us the story? Yeah, I can't remember what year it was. That's super bad of me. It was the most famous year they had the event. Eighty one, um, when it was really big. Yeah, or? it was really big. Yeah. Um, he caught the biggest wave of the event, and they'd say still to this day, it's still the biggest wave that. that You're kidding. Caught, so that yeah. was I'm pretty sure it was nineteen eighty one. Simon Anderson won. He rode yeah. the thruster. It was like fucking this perfectly perfect storm where it was really far away. The wind was really good, but it was. Nearly 20 foot. And that's like unheard of in Australia, especially at Bells. What's like, your old man's name? 
Gabe Callahan. Gabe Callahan. There yeah. you go. Biggest wave ever ridden a belt. That's a pretty that's big a, rap. Yeah. In, in the it wasn't Easter the class, story where the, he finished up. So he, yeah, he um finished down at like Winky Winky Pop. Yeah, down the end. He, they actually have like in the museum there, the surf museum. They have it in there somewhere, like a big photo. Imagine the burn on his quads all Mate, the way to down get there. around. So to <laughs> get around, like when you at uh, Bells, to get across from the bowl across to Winky's, like the outside bit. There's a big rock there. Yeah. It's like, even when it's 10 foot and you're finishing a hit, you're still inside that rock. So to give you an idea of how big it was, it's like another 100 metres out where the wave must have been breaking. Wow. And it's pretty deep from the end of the bowl, like the end of the Bells Reef across to, um, across to Winky Pop. It's probably 100 metres across. You'd have to be 100 metres further out and probably be pretty deep. So it's like probably a fucking 20 foot wave that he caught, like a massive wave. Jeez. So um, national title as a swimmer, national title under 16 surfing. When did you sort of make the call of, okay, originally you're sort of thinking, I'm going to be a swimmer. I'm going to make a career out of that at somewhat that that wasn't the go and you're going to really dominate the surf world. Yeah. Um, like, as I said, I was, I was still swimming um, up until my world junior title. And I think after that event, I was honestly like, okay, I think that's good enough to really <laughs> – go have a really good crack and take this as like as my career and I obviously loved it so much and I loved it way more than surf I meant swimming so um yeah I was like okay I'll do the pro junior series in the QS and see how I go so that world title was Wollongong Kayama Kayama yeah I think I remember that you beat uh was it yeah Mahina Mahina. Mahina. yeah yeah in the final Ethan Ewing won as well yeah Ethan won yeah it's like Griffin Collip yep yep she's good vintage yeah solid well, uh, hang on. Ethan would be a bit older than you, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's about two years older than me. Yeah. yeah. Same year. So that kicked it off. So then you went on a tear in the, uh, in the juniors, um, after your world junior, doing QSs. First QS you won. Can you remember that one? Yeah, I think it was the Burley QS yep. 1000. Yeah, that was my first big QE win. <laughs> How much did you win that day? A thousand bucks, I think. A thousand bucks. Yeah, not much. <laughs> As a kid, though, that seems. But yeah, huge. at that age, I was like so. I was just frothing. I thought it was. I won a world title. Well, like, 2016. <laughs> I think you won five. Was it five junior events? Yeah. A QS. Mm-hmm. You're sort of pretty much ready to move on to the tour. Yeah, that was definitely like the best year I had as a junior. I won yeah five pro junior events and was number one, and then won the world junior title. Um, and then I just missed out by one spot at the end of that year for the CT. So then I was the injury replacement going into the next year. So who were, who was the sort of peer group coming through the juniors for that period um, that kicked on? That's still going? Yeah. In the girls? I mean, Caroline Marks and I were both there. We both qualified pretty much around the same year. Um, and Brisa Hennessy, we were the three like younger girls that ended up qualifying. All right, if you sit there now and you think back on all those junior events that you went to, who was the most talented, you reckon, that you just went, geez, I've, I've, she's definitely going to be there and she's no, she's doing something else for whatever reason? That's a hard one. Um, I don't know. I think I was so focused on myself. I didn't really get, I didn't really Tell care. Tell vision. I, I honestly, I was like, I don't really give a fuck about because anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. But I just think, well, you, you think about all the parents in sport and you'd go down to the beaches at those juniors and there's that many girls, I'm guessing, you would have gone yeah. up against and competed against and you've just rattled off two other girls, including yourself. 
Yeah, I it's mean, a, it's a tight area to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not many that do. I yeah. think would it, I don't know if this is right or not, but because you were doing such high level swimming, so competitive that coming into the surfing, it must have seemed like like we're just sitting. Like it would have been a different sort of way. To, like was it kind of not? You wouldn't have been as nervous or scared. Is that kind of how it was? Because you'd already done so much competition in swimming. Yeah, I was always like a super like. You kind of used to yeah, the pressure loved of it. The pressure and competing. Yeah, I feel like I've always competitive, Woody. I feel like I've always worked well under pressure. Like coming into events, I feel like I work best maybe under pressure. Um, and yeah, I think from a young age that was something I always was pretty good at doing. Yeah. The um, I suppose with the clubby, the, just touching on sort of what Ash Barty's come up, come out with on the weekend, which is in a book, but um. Being a clubby, you're in a wetsuit, uh, not in a wetsuit, in swimmers all the time, into surf, uh, you know, the image, the body image sort of issue with, uh, well, not issue, but um, that sort of self-awareness as a teenager growing up. Was that difficult? Yeah, 100%. I think um, at the age I was, I was, you know, coming into a woman, it was like your most vulnerable years and you're on the world stage in front of a lot of people and a lot of men as well kind of telling you what to wear like you know I had like one guy tell me I need to stop trying to be a model or whatever and focus more on surfing as or, in sponsors yeah I had like my board sponsor the guy that was shaping my boards at the time told me I need to be less Alana more Caroline and for me at like 17 less years, Alana more Caroline yeah and at that time I I took that really personally because you know whatever I put on social media or whatever that doesn't reflect of what the work I'm doing behind the scenes you know what I mean like I feel comfortable in my body. I'm a young woman. I, you know, I take a picture in my bikini because, you know, it's a part of my job. It's sponsored by Billabong. You know, that's what we wear every day. So that's what I'm going to post. Um, but it did play a bit of an effect on my mindset. Did you, sure. uh, did you sort of tell him that? Tell him what you thought. I think my mum did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was hard for her to, be, you know, she's she's raised three girls and she has, you know, it's tough being a mum and trying to, you know, raise your children in the right way as well and. Um, yeah, I've always been. She's always yeah. It's just hard being a girl. I think you always get misjudged or whatever it may be, and I did take it pretty personally. Well, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. That's yeah. so hard. It's mm-hmm. like you don't want to like. I'm guessing you don't want to take photos of a damn bikini and post all yeah. that stuff up there from all. And that's the hardest. Imagine putting, imagine sitting there as a bloke and your DTs just going, <laughs> "All right, well, you have to post a selfie now because these are my sponsors." Just stand you know? on the front of your Hilux in a pair of budget. I know, but so. like, I'd feel so damn uncomfortable and oh. so vulnerable. You know, yeah. that's yeah. a really tough place to be. You know? But but you've got it. But but that in order to market your brand and you in a sport. Do that. Oh, well, that's actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, to be fair, well, that's, at a, piss. that's a, at a campground where there's zero people around and, and zero judgment. <laughs> you walk down at Huntington in front of yeah. fucking fifty thousand people or something like that. It's a bit different. <laughs> Sorry, Barnsley, I had to yeah. show my. Oh, I, I don't care that's if you post. That's it's uh, yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I'm just yeah, exactly. It's, in, it's intimidating walking down the beach when you're just in a wetsuit. Like for anyone, if there's a big crowd, let alone oh, know, yeah, bikini totally. or whatever it may be, that's you know. But then for blokes to come out and, and someone to criticise you, saying you're acting in a inappropriate way or you're inviting the wrong attention, it's like, well, well, and just because he shapes your boards, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, he's not yeah, I know, but he, he, but but when you take that on, especially when you're young, you like yeah. you, you take on all that stuff, and that could be. you know, that could put you in a dark, dark place if you don't have good people around you, which yeah. it seems like you do. Yeah, I did. I have an amazing support. Like my mom's my hero. She, you know, she always keeps me level-headed and 
as a young woman, strong, you know, when you get those nasty, like, comments. Like, I always get nasty comments on my Instagram or whatever it may be and you just kind of, yeah. What's the – like, if you don't mind sharing, maybe you don't. What's sort of the word – what's sort of a, a comment you've got that you just want – are you serious? Like, that's sort of – Yeah, I think – I've never really had anything too bad, honestly. It's like, I think on the my rookie year, I, like, lost a heat in Bali and I posted a photo, like, the next day and someone was like, you're just so shit at surfing, like – you should just stop. And <laughs> I was just like, fuck. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, whatever. Um, but fuck, he's probably behind a screen doing nothing. So he's in like a fucking <laughs> sore dungeon or something <laughs> like that. You know, just some serial killer. Yeah. So, so if you just go back a little bit, as you embarked on sort of the the pro junior and the QS, you moved from Avoca and, and moved up to the Gold Coast full time. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why was that? Was that just to sort of be closer to sponsors or the climate or just easy to come and go, the yeah. travel? Um, from a, like, pretty young age, my family was always going to eventually move to the Gold Coast. It was kind of a plan we had. Um, we all – my sister moved up here. Um, we kind of just wanted to be somewhere warmer where the waves were the best. The surfing community is obviously really strong up here and the high performance centre was up here. So we always knew that this was probably the best place for me to – you know, have my career set up kind of thing. Um, My parents ended up splitting up my rookie year or the start of my rookie year. So it was just my mum and I moved up here um, and my dad still lives on the Central Coast. But it's been the best thing ever. Like it's been a bit life-changing for me. I love it up here. I'd never move back. Yeah. Never go back to Avoca? Yeah, unfortunately I wouldn't never. (laughs) So uh, was that about the the time that you linked up with, uh, with Mick Kane, your coach, manager? Yep. Um, Kaney came into my life pretty much straight after my world junior title. I don't think he really had a choice. I think it was just my dad, like I needed a manager and my dad was like, yeah, this guy seems really good. And <laughs> Kaney was on board and, um, he's changed my life. He's been my number one supporter. And he, I always say this, he's like my, he's actually my best friend. He has honestly changed my life. Like he is my biggest, ro- like best role model, best supporter, and literally go, I'd probably go to him for way too much. He was probably just sick of me. But, yeah, he's the best. So um, for young athletes, especially female athletes out there, what, what does Amit Kane do or what's he done for you that sort of endears uh, those, those kind words? Yeah, I think I had, like, obviously after my parents had split up, I had a really, really hard time trying to cope with that and, yeah, just continue my career. And I think I was like mourning the loss of my parents in my early career on the tour. I think it took a massive like toll on me emotionally. I was just like, couldn't handle it. I was looking at financially after my mum, after they um, split up. So at like 17 years old, I was financially looking after my mum and we were trying to rent houses with my billabong contract and getting knocked back and just like all the stuff that you usually don't have to think about until later on in life to learn at a pretty young age and Kenny was there he was the person that I could fall back onto and ask questions and he really helped me yeah like set my life up really he just set everything up for me up till this point yeah that's huge I was just thinking imagine because it's so hard just trying to make that step into professionalism when you got all your ducks in a row you know what I mean and and you're thinking shit if I don't win this that's not the re- uh, that means that's rent money that I don't have and I can't put mum in a house geez that's a lot of pressure to cope with yeah, it was like I had this like goal from a really young age. I wanted to make the tour at like 17 yeah. or 18 and I had just like um, I was there. I was ready to go and then that happened and I was so devastated and my mum was absolutely 
distraught. Like it was almost I was just trying to make sure she wasn't going to harm herself in any way. Like she was at a really, really bad place. And then I had to, yeah, look after her and then try and also compete at the same time, which is like so hard. I, all I was thinking about was I was going to make another heat because I need to pay rent next week and I need to make sure everyone's set. Like I need to make sure my mum's okay and we have a house to live in and all the bills are paid and then I'd lose and I'd just wig out and be like, oh my God, like it's all over. And then that really played a toll on like, I wanted just making sure I was re-qualifying. So then I was on tour and getting the salary that I had and um, yeah, played just like a mental, it put a mental strength, like it was just so mentally tough for me. Yeah, for sure. How did Kaney refocus you there to get you back onto the process? You know what I mean? The, the process in your heats, because if you're focused on all that external shit, you don't actually work out where you got to be on a wave or where you got to be positioned. All that, I suppose that's the technical stuff, isn't it? That probably goes out the window when you're not focusing on the job at hand. I think too, like what she was saying uh, about your dream of making a tour, like you're just like, fuck, I want it. And then you do it. And then you can't even celebrate being on tour because there's so much other stuff happening. It'd be good point. That part of it, you want to celebrate that with your parents because it's their dream to see you make the tour. It's a lot to take in, and then you got to go against the best people in the world. So you, there's so much happening. It'd be, I'm sure, really hard to get any sort of routine, which she just said she really likes a good solid routine. Mm. So I'm sure you're probably now that this next go, it'll be probably way. You just be, you know what to expect. Is that how it is for you now? Yeah. Coming into next year, you'll be like, fuck. It can't get any harder than what it was when I first did it. Fuck. Is, it, is yeah. that kind of the mentality you have? Yeah. Or? yeah, for sure. I feel like I've endured a lot and I feel like I've grown up. A I've lot grown more. up so much. Like from when I was 17 and like first on tour to now, I feel like I'm a completely different person. At and the I, ripe old age of 22. Yeah, I'm like a veteran at 22. <laughs> Everyone thinks I'm way older, but yeah, I think because just because I was on there at such a young age and. Going up against all, like, the best girls in the world, obviously, um, that was hard losing to them all the time and just, like, finding the right routine and right people to work with. Obviously, I didn't – Kaney wasn't travelling with me, so I had to find a coach on the road and on tour. And, you know, I tried a few different coaches and no one was really – we weren't really, like, gelling as well as Kaney and I with working together. So it was also really hard because he's probably the only person I can listen to and actually trust. And um, so, yeah, we like, this year we're just on the phone t- – to each other before every heat and it works the best so is that what you'll do next year <laughs> probably well, where, where <laughs> i'm at the point th- now i'm like i've pretty much coached with everyone on tour i've had like i've worked with dog and i've wa- worked with tommy wits and they're yeah. also they're amazing they're so good yeah. at what they do like there's but maybe it just doesn't work for me yeah um i'm pretty set in my own ways and i really like the way that Kanye and i is really like the way he tells me things i don't like too much information and if someone gives me way too much information i just freak out <laughs> But um, we've been able to simplify it, which is really – I feel like it's a really hard thing to do, especially surfing. Um, but we've we've got a good routine, so I like Good it. routine. Coach now set up. So, so ap- well, approach-wise, like for – you won the last Challenger one, at you know, what's like – what's your structure now versus when you're on tour a couple of years ago? What's changed? Like what, what are you doing? What's easier for you? Is it just – being patient, being calmer for mm. longer. If you're behind, like, can you make better decisions? What do you think it is now that's sort of got you to the top ranking spot on the Challenger Series? Yeah, I think um, it also comes with, like, exp- like I've been to pretty much all the venues on the Challenger Series, which also helps a lot if you've already been there a bunch of times. I feel super confident going to those countries and I've, I've already surfed those venues a lot. So that plays a massive difference. Um, I probably don't surf nearly as much as I used to around the comp site 
my first couple of years, I'd like make sure I was the first one out there before my heat and like before the comp started, I'd have to go for a free surf. And now I do not free surf before my heats. I literally rock up 20, like two heats before and watch the waves and get my rash and just go out, I think. Oh, so you don't have a surf on the dive? No, I, in Portugal, I didn't surf. I pretty much surfed twice the whole time I was in Portugal before the event started. And, and what's that? Like, is that just to not over amp, not surf your heat in your head? Or is it, yeah. what, what's the approach there? What? Um, yeah, just to not overthink and to, I just love being fresh. I feel good once I'm just like not, I hate, I'm such an overthinker. Like uh, that's like my biggest downfall. Yeah. I overthink everything. And when I'm down in the comp side, I'm just looking and <coughs> thinking like, what are they doing or should I be doing that? Or yeah. so that just plays a massive like mind game for me. So I just think if I remove myself from the area, it's the, that's going to work best for me. Yeah. What, what about the confidence of just sort of getting on your board and, all the rest of it on sort of game day prior to a heat. Yeah, mm, it, I think that change hasn't worried you. Well, I've so I recently changed to well two years ago I changed to Sharp Eye surfboards. I was riding Matt Bylas, um, and then now I ride for Sharp Eye, and that's also been the best thing for my career because I am so confident on my surfboard. Like the boards I have at the moment are the game changing. I feel like going into Portugal. I had been on a holiday for like two weeks with my girlfriends in New York. I hadn't surfed at all. Then I wasn't surfing in Portugal, but I knew as soon as I hopped on that board, it was all fine. Like I had so much faith in the equipment I had and I just felt, I knew going into the event that it was going to work. So, yeah. So you've had uh, a breakout year this year after falling off tour. You're back on tour next year. How did those tough years um, with your mum and dad splitting up and, you know, surfing heats, as in your words, sort of thinking, how the hell am I going to pay the rent? How do you reckon that's toughened you up? And, and I think for what would you say to young athletes as far as, um, you know, w what do you dial into for sort of just staying sane, you know, keeping your mental health in, in, uh, in good tact? Yeah, I think it, uh, for me it was the people I surrounded myself with and that played like a massive – I was definitely in my own head and like I was really down at some points. Like I just didn't want to leave my room. I – didn't want to go surfing. I didn't want to compete. I didn't want to go to the next event. It got to the point where it was really bad. But, um, yeah, I seeked help. I went and got help. I went and saw, like, someone and spoke to someone, which really helped. Um, and my mum, she was really good to just, like, talk to each other about things that were going on and my two sisters and had Kaney and a bunch of other really close friends that I was able to, you know, lean on to. And, but, yeah, I think um, – yeah, for me, I was just surrounding myself with my friends and not being alone, which was helpful. Traveling with good, positive people. Yeah, uh, yeah. so when that first happened, Sage Erickson took me on tour and she really opened up the world to me and I got to meet a bunch of great people through her and she really set up like that first year on tour for me and I got to meet Tommy Witts and a lot of other people through her, which also played a massive you know, part of my career. I ended up getting on Oakley through her and... Yeah, was, she played a massive role as well during a really hard time. Yeah. So you you're ready to move back onto tour next year. You've had uh, you've had a lot of QS wins. You've your best finish on the CT was in France when you finished second a couple of years ago. Prior to moving back on full travel next year, how how difficult were the COVID years? Um, you know, in and out of lockdown, um, quarantining, all that sort of stuff. Like uh, through that period, I know. A lot of athletes probably had a real good think about their career and whether or not to pursue it moving forward because COVID was really difficult. Yeah, COVID was so shit. <laughs> I think everyone can say that. Um, <laughs> but actually in 2020, I had 
during the worst years of COVID, like that worst year of COVID, we had like actually a really great year of surfing on the Gold Coast. The waves were pumping every day. Yeah, it was that. It was that. Yeah, like that three winter. months where it just worked basically oh, every day. It didn't you stop. Put it out there. Like yeah. Steph was home. My friend Dimity, Nikki Van Dyke. Tyler Wright, we were all stuck on the Gold Coast. Like, we were all there together. We were all surfing Is every day. Is that when day. you filmed for that movie? Yeah, we, we filmed yeah. surfing that year, and we were literally just stuck together for a whole year, pretty much, just surfing every day, pushing each other every day. Like, it was probably the best thing for, like, our surfing careers. We were just all, like, yeah, bouncing off each other, and we were all really frothing to surf again. And I feel like we were just, like, 12-year-olds, like, wanting to surf every day, which was, like, really, really fun. And we were having so much fun, and then the tour got called back on, and we were back to work but it was so different to what we were used to like just the travel was insane and the protocols that we had around WSL and the bubbles that we had to stay in and the COVID testing we had to do before our heats was like the worst thing I've ever experienced and then I had to do the two-week quarantine which was sucked yeah, every time <laughs> you came back into Australia yeah so like I hated it so much I chose not to go to one event so I didn't have to do it again. I was like, no, nah, I'd rather pull out of this event than do that again. I was not – I hated it so much, yeah. Well, I don't – it was a it was a hell of a time to be an athlete during that period because realistically that was one of the only forms of work that was actually going on simply to save their sports financially often yeah. to keep the sponsors on the table. It was a heck of a time to you be – you, you sort of called it quits. Well, I was it. lucky. I came back for surgery right at the beginning of COVID. I had another year to go on my contract and – well, I knew I, – without COVID, I walked off the field that day and said, I'm done. I was mentally done. And then, um, you know, and then I ended up playing here with you at the Trojans. But, um, it, 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 yeah, I just – I was lucky in that time. But I knew of all those bikes up in Japan and what they were going through and that. It just seemed like a hell of a hell of a period of being an athlete. I, yeah. think, I think Fisher did about 10 weeks in a – In quarantine. Like on the way back into Australia. I think he went out about five times. And then maybe more, maybe 12 weeks because he had to go to Sweden for a couple of gigs. Like he was trying to find gigs to keep working. I don't know what I would have done. Like, he, he, I don't have any thousand push-ups a day or something. Like I'd just go out of my head. Like what did you – this is a question I want to know because you, you said you're so focused. What do you do to get away from surfing? Do you study? Do you Have you found another avenue to try and, I don't know, some creative interests? What else is there? Shop. Um, yeah, I'm just like a typical like – 22 year old girl to be honest I love shopping and makeup and all those sorts yeah. of things yeah I'm I don't really have any like real side hobbies I'm not into really any other sports or anything like that um I just like hanging out with my girlfriends and yeah going shopping <laughs> spending all the money I make <laughs> <laughs> you must have spent some time time in that COVID period watching movies I was about to say oh, what yeah. about your two-week yeah. holiday in New York a couple of weeks ago yeah oh yeah that, that, must, that like. must have been some serious shopping over there oh yeah I put a good dent in my at yeah. least you won it back at the I know I was show. like oh thank god I won that event because <laughs> cover that credit card I was, bill yeah I was like it's, yeah it's not good <laughs> what's your oh. top two or three shops in New York uh we went to a really amazing vintage store and we went a bit ham. I bought a pair of vintage Chanel pants, which cost me a lot of money, which wow. I'm really glad that I won what's, Portugal. What's a lot of money for a vintage pair of Chanel? But that wasn't – that's not the most expensive thing that I've bought, though. Like, it was expensive. I mean, like, we pay, I paid $600 for a pair of pants. Oh, that's okay. That's I, okay. I thought, that was, I thought it was going to be gnarlier than that. Nah, yeah. yeah. Right. My wife buys stuff online and she always goes <laughs> – She loves the bling, eh? Oh, she loves it. But she always goes, it was $600 and I paid three eighty. <laughs> so that's a saving – she breaks yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah. They're very and clever at that. You know the other, you know the other trick? You check, you check, after pay. 
Yeah. They get you every time on that. What's this? Yeah. And it just yeah. keeps going for six months. <laughs> How's this? Barnsley, it's banned in our house. Yeah. Oh, I've tried that, 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 has, that has been tried. Have uh, you used Afterpay? No, nah, I just think like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. If you got the money, just use it right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all going to yeah, come yeah. out of your account yeah. anyways. Like, yeah. may as well just do in one big, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just boxes at the front door, and you're like, "All right, I'm sure I didn't get anything online this week." I know it's just some fucking hell sunnies. Add them to the 400. So you move into 2023. The tour's back on, ready to go. You're back on tour. You've done a, I suppose, similar to another guest of ours, Conor O'Leary. You've sort of bounced around QS. Um, what are you going to change, if anything? Um, what brings the confidence apart from the fact of all the travel to the different spots that is going to, you know, this time next year we're going to see Macy in the top five? Yeah, I hope so. Um, that's the plan, I think. At the start of this year, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, whether the competitive scene was my thing. And, you know, I hadn't really had a good result in a really long time and I was struggling to really get that motivation to compete still. And, um Although this year I've had the best year of my career and the results are there and I feel like mentally I'm I'm ready to go on tour again. I'm feeling a lot better than previous years and I feel confident now that I've surfed majority of the places on tour except for Pipe. That's the one event that gets me really nervous in the first event. Gets but Woody nervous. I feel it's like I guess anyone like I'm anyone would be John, nervous. John pretty nervous. Yeah. Um that's the one event that I'm feel like I'm a little out of my league, but I have uh, this time to, you know, obviously train for that and hopefully get some barrels and work on that area but um no I'm excited I'm excited to be with that group of girls again and I feel like I do deserve to be in that that league and yeah I'm excited just just falling off tour like speaking to Connor he's fallen off a couple of times uh, he's kind of like past the stage of actually worrying so much about it or even caring about falling off because it's happened and yeah. you know is that kind of the same for you like it, yeah it'd be a big thing to get on there and then you're so afraid to fall off is that kind of how it is for you now like all right yeah. I can get back on if I do. Like, yeah, yeah cool. no, 100%. I think the first year I was so fixated on falling off tour and what that would look like that by the time I like eventually got around to it, it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to yeah. be. It was like, a, that's actually so much nicer, to be honest. You have some time off. The contests are like super easy. Like they're not easy, but they're not hard, you know. It's, yeah. it, once you're competing against the, the people on the top level, the QS is almost like a breeze. It's like, oh, okay. You can get eights and stuff like super easy. Yeah. But on the tour, you got to surf out of your skin. So it's nice knowing that when you fall back on the t- on the Q- like challenger series, yeah, you know what to expect, kind of thing. Do you think the approach you had to win, uh, yeah, Sarah, Do you think that's the similar approach, or will you have to be better again to get up into that top five, like, or be consistent on the tour? You reckon? Yeah, I think consistency is massive on the tour. Um, yeah, you just got to drop those big scores. You, I feel Kinda like you go ha- for it yeah, I think you have to go for it. You yeah. can't hold back because they're gonna just the judges grill you on the CT. They, you, you got to. I think you actually have to surf out of your skin for sure. Do you do you think like being close with Steph and and doing a lot of traveling with her? Do you think because I didn't watch it closely, but she didn't look as good as she has in previous years throughout the year, and then she got to trestles and just mm. fucking shifted gears. And went through them all. Do you, do, was that kind of how you would say her whole year was? Because it was pretty up and down, and she looked kind of almost out of rhythm at a yeah. lot of the events. Yeah, we spoke about that. Like, because she pretty much had the worst year of her career coming yeah. into that. She just qualified for like the mid-year cut, 
just scraped into the top five and then absolutely smashed she, everyone. And, had a, like, and fucking had a blinder. Oh, had the most amazing day of surfing. But that's, yeah, she just knew, like, she's so, like, mentally strong. Like, she just knew, like. If she got it right. If I just, like, I just need a couple rights and yeah. I can do my surfing and get excellent scores, I'm going to win the world title. And she did. It was insane. Does that give you confidence to get to five or four? And do the same thing. Like, can you? Do you think of it like that? Go, hey, fuck. She didn't do that good through the whole year, but she got to five, and fucking went off on the day. Yeah, I think she proved the system wrong. Like, yeah, that, that was it. That, that was what. That's the person we needed to prove that the system is. It's like you can cheat the system in a way. Oh, like a hundred percent. We all were like, oh shit! Like you can actually do it. Like she did it. It was she did it. She won the world title coming in fifth and like. Just she would have, like, yeah. if you were Carissa, like, just to go on that, and you're watching Steph just build every heat against each of them, getting through yeah. them and smashing yeah. them, she would have got that first heat because they surfed three times if they get there. That's what we said. We said if Steph made that heat with Carissa, Carissa was already gone. Yeah, she she was done. If just mentally done. Mentally too. done. She knew. I think Carissa knew if she had, like, Steph on a roll is unbeatable. Like, once she's in a rhythm and like surfing well, she's so hard to beat. And I think Carissa knew that coming into we, that. Were you at the event? I wasn't. I was at home, but we were. I, I was talking to Steph and like all our friends because yeah. we spend so much time together. We just knew that that was like she's Carissa. Steph makes Carissa nervous. That's the one person that yeah. I think Carissa really crumbles for is Steph. Yeah. I, I just yeah. I just feel like going off any of the girls now, seeing how Steph did it. Mm. Fucking anyone, if you get it, get to five. And you get good boards, anyone can do it. Yeah. It's, what, a, it's a, one thing comes down to that, isn't it? What is the best format? It's yeah. kind of like it's like English Premier League soccer, right? Everyone goes, Well, you don't have a grand final, it's not. But do you know how hard it is to actually win a first past the post? You can't have an off week. Yeah. You can't. You can't say, Oh, well, this week we're playing a bum team, we're just gonna put in our shit team. Because if you lose that game, that pays the price when you down go the down track. the line. Yeah. So you have to be there every week. And that's kind of what the surfing Used to be, and now you're saying that you've just got to scrape in. It's like getting into the finals in eighth Absolutely. position, mm-hmm. but you can still get to the dance if you're good enough. It can be, it can come down to maybe Steph or Italo got from fifth to the yeah. final, but it can come down to a magic board. You might have fuck boards for three or four months, or not fuck, but not great ones. Yeah, and then you just get some magic board for trestles. It's fun, ripple waves, and you're in rhythm. Yeah, and that's Steph's playground too. You know, I she's think, going to a forehand. It's in yeah. real. It's not. It's long. It's not waves. Long it's waves. It's yeah. like the most playful wave in the world. And yeah, yeah it's, Where think about the places on tour? Where are you most comfortable? Where do you look at and you go, oh, "I'm targeting that" because that's in my pocket, sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like most comfortable here in Australia. I think around my family and friends, and I've obviously surfed a bunch of the venues a lot in my junior career and. Yeah, I think Australia is for me the one place I'm just like at home. So it's always nice. But Europe, I feel comfortable in Europe. I really like Europe. I've had great results there and I feel really comfortable there. I like a beach break. So that always helps. Um, so yeah, I'd say those two. Yeah. Sure. What about take us into on, take us into the mindset of the girls on tour and the personalities? Because this is something we don't hear about. Like you always, you know, and Andy and Kelly, you always got those sort of ones. You've got all these different types of, you John, know, Mick John, and Joel, John, John, and John and Medina. Yeah. Yeah, what about what's the women's who, you know, who doesn't like who and who are the alphas and how's all that well, work? Well, firstly, let's just start with Steph because we she she won the world title this year. She's a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the really positive attributes about Steph apart from the fact of when she gets on a roll? I think Steph is just such a nice person. Like she's just so normal for a really 
amazing, talented person. Like she's just such a great friend and super humble, extremely humble. Like she walks around Rainbow Bay like she's, you know, just any ordinary person, but she's the eight-time world champ and I think that's very special and a nice attribute to have, I think. Um, yeah, I think she's just a great friend, yeah. Of the other Aussies, Tyler? I haven't spent as much time with Tyler, uh, only during that COVID time and surfing, but she's obviously got a great story and she's very helpful in certain ways. And But I think all the Aussie girls were all really, really close and I think on tour we all definitely stay in a bit of a pack. We like to hang out with each other and we all travel together and um, it's always fun travelling with each other. Are the countries similar like that? Do the Brazilian girls hang with each other, the US girls with each other? Is that how it works or is it...? Yeah, it seems like that way. Um the American girls, like Lakey and Caroline, usually travel together. Tatiana's like the only Brazilian, so she usually just travels with the guys. Um, and then, yeah, the Aussie girls usually stay together. Um, and then, yeah, the girls are a little bit, you know, there's some girls that don't like each other. I feel like I always get asked that question. Yeah, from yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, what are the girls like? Who doesn't like each other? They're cat fights, like all this stuff. I think it's so funny. Spill the bones. There's not really any beans. <laughs> I just, oh, Steph like, and Carissa had a punch up. Up. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 I just had that up. Uh, <laughs> I think the only time that I've really witnessed, like, I think Sage, Sage and Tatiana had a bit of a biff on in Mexico last year. That was pretty funny. They just called each other a bunch of names, and it was so pointless. So I was like, Sage, you could have called us something better than a cheap bitch or whatever you called her. I was like, yeah, if that was me. I would have said something way worse. But um, yeah, it's nothing really. It's not anything like they're fighting over anything really that important. <laughs> Probably just a heat loss or something. Chris Moore. Chris is a funny one. I, I've never really been able to gel with her, to be honest. I think we haven't really spent a whole lot of time together. I don't really know her. Um, she's obviously an extraordinary athlete and the world, you know, previous world champ. Um, I look up to her in surfing a lot, but we're not really like super close, so wouldn't really know. Courtney. I love Courtney. She's always been herself and I think that's really important to not change who you are on tour or for people's likes or whatever. People might think she's a bit crazy, but I think she's so amazing. Yeah. Have we have we seen the best of Carolyn Marks or is it ahead of her? It's ahead of her, I think. She's got a great – she's just so talented. Um, she obviously took a year off and she might have been dealing with some things, but she's such a great human, a really, really close friend of mine and – I think she's going to have a really long and successful career. Does, I need to. I need to. I've heard this. Is Caroline Marx's brother own part of Facebook? Does he own? Are you kidding? Or MySpace or yeah. some shit? Yeah, it's Did not. He? They, he, they own a company called Grom Social, which is in America. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's yeah, it's for like younger generation. It's like a Facebook for young kids. But you know it. It must. But be the craziest. Huge like that. Yeah, I think. The, yeah, no, it's enormous. They've made bank and they, they do really well. He's an Zach. His name is. He's just made bank. Yeah, he's they've, like, they've what, done well. That, like, <laughs> what's that? Is bank, is bank like a hundred mil? Or it's made really bank. Boring. They've got a lot of money. But yeah, yeah, they're doing they've, well. They've got more money than you have to worry about for a couple of generations, James. <laughs> Let's get fucking on the, the making that. Well, we got Louis here. Louis about our early from hope. social, from social. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, we need to think of something. So back yeah. back to the chick, Sally Sorry. Fitz. Yeah, I love Sal. I think she's such a great role model for the younger gen, and she's. She's awesome, I think. So. Is she she's stoked on life. Whole she's just time? so stoked twenty four seven. I'm like, are you ever just not ha like? I've done a lot of things with Sal, and we've done a couple like things together for companies, and she's awesome to work with. Super professional. Um, so 
Sometimes I wish she'd just let her hair down a little more, but she's awesome. She's pretty, she trains bloody hard. Oh, she trains she? so hard. I'm like, can you just chill out? I've heard her work ethics off the charts, though. Eh? She wakes up, runs fucking 55Ks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no seriously. Two hours surf. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Like, I've heard 200 push ups. I've heard on the most beach. blokes can't go with her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got to, yeah, I think it's to a point where she's in her own program. On the run, as in. No, just in her work ethic is just that it's too much, probably. Yeah. She cakes at the other end, like Johnny Wilkinson, like, where it's like, come on, mate. If you, if from afar, this would be my my (laughs) point of view from afar, it's like she tries so hard to be the fittest that it makes her really maybe predictable the way she surfs. So. Mm -hmm. Actually, there was one thing, like, it was, I think it was Courtney and Sally and Carissa were having a fight about who each morning, who was the first one out in the water. They would have like this competition and it was like, they were taking it super serious and they were fighting about like, I don't know what they were fighting about. Who won? Probably Sally. <laughs> she had I don't think three, she sleeps. 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were out there. I'm here waving her phone. <laughs> With a little minus hat on. Yeah. But like, that's how it looks from afar. Like she's yeah. so structured in everything she does that it's maybe... Gone into a surfing a bit. Mm. Yeah. Has she changed? Has she changed it up as she's gotten a bit older? Because how old is Sal now? Be close, similar age to Steph, I think, like thirty or something. Like that. Yeah, I think they're in the same thirty something. Do you think some of these girls will continue going on? Like, does, do they look at Kelly and go, you know what, this sort of stuff to, to surf maybe into their forties? Is there potential for that? Or some of the girls do want to start families and that sort of thing? Like, what's the? Yeah, I think it's a it's a funny space for the women to be in right now. I think that. They, I think some of them want to have a baby. They're like, but they're wondering, like, am I able to come back from this? Like, am I able to continue yeah. my career after it? It's kind of a space that no one's really dipped into. And It's a good point, isn't it? Um, I think, like, some of them are married now. Like, for me, I'd want to have a kid in 100%. Like, I mean, Lisa Anderson did it. She had a baby and then won a world title. So it's definitely really? incredible. Yeah, like her, yeah. I didn't even know that. Her yeah, doco is the most amazing thing I've ever watched. She's a great it, person. What's it called? Trouble. Trouble. Yeah. What's that on Netflix? I think, it, I think you buy it on, like, iTunes or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just dives into her career and how she had a baby and then won a world titles. And it's possible, 100%. I just think no one's really decided to do it yet. I think someone's got to do it soon because, yeah, so much You time. need a supportive – I suppose it's just having a supportive and hubby. You, hubby or partner, whatever yeah. your way, you know, yeah. how, how you get it done and someone who can look after, yeah. you know, your kid while you're travelling or potentially travel with you. Yeah, 100%. You've got to have a partner that's willing to travel with you all the time. And I mean, a lot of the girls on tour have great and supportive partners that have pretty much sacrificed their career for them. So yeah. sure one of them will do it soon. Well, that's what's changing, you know, in the world with women's sport. You're going to have, whether it be your part, it could be a partner, it could mm. be a bloke, or someone who's going to have to, you know, you do those sort of things because you're the bread. You know, oh, yeah, you're the pretty sure Serena Williams had a child and then come back and won a couple of majors i'm sure she yeah yeah, yeah. Came and, and back and well her hubby what what did he start um alex ohanian uh, what's um snapchat snapchat was it yeah, yeah well, it's he's one of a, those, i think it's one of those mate, yeah we, but to credit to him though mate he toured the world with her he put yeah. all that stuff down and he mm-hmm. went you know what you know serena you want to chase your dreams and do what you got to do yeah. I'll, I'll 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 play that part and do my role we got to get into this fucking into the apps or we got from search we got to we got to invent something I'll what, you, what have you got? Like your mind, your mind just goes into all different sorts of parts of the cosmos. Like where are you? Where? What are you thinking? Mind reading. <laughs> Beautiful. Mind reading app. Just throw your phone. You point your phone at someone that's you know or is pissing you off, and you, you can get their thoughts. So can you? Can we trial it? Can you just? What's Macy thinking? <laughs> Fuck Woody Strange. <laughs> <laughs> so um. 
<laughs> so you're back on. You're back next year for a competitive year. Is the future for you competitive surfing, free surfing, modelling, movies? What is it? Uh, I think I don't want to narrow it down to just competitive surfing. I'd like to like have a long, obviously, and successful career at competing. But I want to definitely do some other things. I'd like to dive into the business world and do something. I'm working on something with my friends at the moment, which is super exciting and different. Being able to learn about that and can you. Delve into it. It better not be bit. an app. It better yeah. not be. No, it's not an app. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an app, but you would enjoy it. You're, you're, what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Well, we're going to have to share yeah. it on here, aren't we? Or yeah. No, no. Well, I, can, I, I don't know. It's, it's up to Macy if she wants to share it. It's in the alcohol industry, so it's fun. It's something that It's a pre-mixed margarita can, is it? It's close. It's close. I like that. That's what we should do, Barry. Really? Maybe she needs an investor. Yeah, Is it to do with tequila? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll invest in tequila. Um, that's all I drink. What's it called? We can't share that yet. Okay. Yeah, right. that's all. Because real, the next Bolter. This what? is them. We're just we're, yeah, we're we're wearing the on the ground. But, but, yeah. but it's all the chicks. <laughs> it's yeah, all the girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there's five of us and um, yeah, we're just going to try and yeah, make it. It's made in Australia? It. No, it's made in, made in Max. We, yeah, it's going to wow. be it's a real deal. Who, um, real deal. Whose idea was it? I think Jimmy Stoyle. She she had like, we've always gone to Mexico for a QS event back in the day and we loved it and we only drink tequila. It's like our one alcoholic beverage that we only, like, we love it. We just thought, oh, it'd be pretty fun if we, like, made it, made it happen. So is it a pre-mixed can with tequila or? No, it's not pre-mixed. It's just a tequila. It's tequila. Yeah, it's tequila. Fuck yeah. Tequila so, in a can. Well, I think, I don't know if you've tried it, but I'm pretty sure Brody Jenner, who is part of the crew, he has a pre-mixed tequila can, doesn't he? Or he... Yeah, there's a there's a few premixed in in the states. Isn't in the there? states, it's actually quite a there's a quite a lot actually. Yeah. Um, it's actually just really hard to get to Australia. Tequila is like the one thing that's really hard to get here. But um, so it's coming. It, it's I a promise. Bo- and so these are bottles of quality tequila made in Mexico. <laughs> Woody's right <laughs> into it. She and can't give it away. You do. I can't oh, give it away too much. She's trying to. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. But but yeah, we're a, working on something, and hopefully it, it will be James. You'll know. Hopefully soon. it'll be here soon. What about? What's your tequila you drink now while you're waiting for your tequila to rock up? Is it Casamigos? What do you yeah. have? You drink Casamigos? Yeah, do you drink I the love brown? It. Do you drink the brown one or the white one? The Blanco. The Blanco, yeah, okay. But the Reposado yeah, is also cool. really, I'm going really to nice. To see what I've got. Yeah, see, Casamigos. Casamigos is massive yeah. now here, but yeah, it's a good one. Is that Mexican? It's it's actually George Clooney. Yeah, it's so. George Clooney and yeah, Gerber, that, that, oh, what's, yeah uh, Cindy Crawford. Really oh, nah, that's dude, horrible. That's actually yeah, that's definitely not the expensive one. That's the one that That's you... That's really the worst one you can That's, buy. Yeah. Well, like it had a hat kiss. on it, but it had a hat. It's got yeah. like a sombrero on it. It's got to be good, doesn't it? I wouldn't drink that. You wouldn't drink it? No, yeah, it's not. What's wrong with it? Well, it's just not <laughs> that clean. It's cheap, though. That's exactly why I bought it. Exactly. <laughs> cheap and nasty. People call me a man of value. Yeah. Okay, a tight ass. Okay. Anyway. So, so um, back to your movie that, uh, that the girls did. Mm-hmm. Um. It was excellent. It's a really good watch. Is there more of that on the horizon? Yeah, that's something we really want to del- like dive into more professionally. We kind of just did it without knowing that we really we just filmed for the whole year and see what we could do with all the footage and end up turning way better than we thought. Dan Scott did such an amazing job and we all had so much fun that we really want to do it again. We want to make surfing too and make it bigger and better. So I think Have you guys watched it? No. Yeah, you, you need guys, to watch you it. You've got to watch it. I have, yeah. Yeah, you've watched it. Dan Scott's a fucking great filmer. Yeah, and for a guy to put up with all of us girls for that long, it's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was 12 months of filming, was it? Yeah, pretty much the whole of that 2020. That COVID year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I doubt, I mean, you couldn't pick a better year to film around this. Like the whole East Coast was pretty much pumping. That yeah, it's funny. From Lennox to here, like we came down here a few times and I think there was a rumor going around that someone put shit on Steph's car. I don't know who made up that rumor, but yeah, all the young kids were like, really? someone put shit on Steph's like door handle, but it didn't happen. So I just want to clear the air there. <laughs> so you 100% didn't shit on Steph's car, Barry? <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent wasn't me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got up to a bit of that stuff in the dunes when you were kids, didn't you? What'd you do? Uh, I didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Lennox locals are gnarly in the water. Jesus. Really? Is it that bad when you come from out of town? <laughs> no, I don't think for a girl it's not bad, but maybe come for the guys. But I don't feel nervous at all coming down here. I love it. You love jumping off the rocks, so. Oh yeah. So I just don't come down here because I hate the rocks. <laughs> The uh, <clears throat> before we get to the Barnsley Ballback questions, probably the last one on on sort of your future is uh, is there any uh, is there any modelling on the horizon? Um, I I mean yeah, I'd like do you to. Enjoy that? Yeah, I really do enjoy it. Uh, I was signed with an agency a few years like last year during oh during COVID year. It was obviously really hard because I couldn't travel anywhere at that time, so I didn't end up re-signing with them. But um, I love it. It makes me feel good and it's something else to do other than surfing. Um, and yeah, I'd like to continue doing that as well. Yeah. You like your fashion stuff too, don't you? Is that Yeah, I'm a just a girl. Like I'm a girly girl and I have yeah. no shame in that. And I think that's also something that I've been really proud of. I've never tried to be like super masculine in a really male dominated world. I've always yeah, been, been, yeah, I love being a girl and dressing up nice and putting makeup on. And I think it's something to. Awesome. Yeah, I like it. What are your favorite brands? There's too many. Two, I can't name two. this Come on, one. Narrow it down to three. You guys wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. Would Maybe you? we would. I reckon, I reckon we would. Uh, Charlotte Tilbury. Yeah. Yes, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really prefer. I mean, you, your wife might have bought yeah, it. Yeah, she would. Does she? Oh, fuck, probably. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard of that one. And I don't have, I don't have girls. You wear makeup. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Next one. Um, milk makeup. It's from America. Yeah, nice. my, I know for certain my wife's got that one. Third one? Uh, Laura Messier. It's a nice one. It's a more... I don't know about that I one. don't know that one. Yeah. What, what are that? What's that in? What's Laura uh, I mean, they, they, do, they just do everything. They're all just makeup. Right. Grains. Yeah. There's money in that. Well, that's where the money is. That's, that's where, where we're the going? money's at. I don't think me and you could actually cross over and actually <laughs> sell much of that. But one of, the, one of the Kardashians, I'm pretty sure, owns, is like a billionaire from it. Is that right? Yeah, Kylie Cosmetics. Yeah. They all have some sort of like cosmetic cosmetic line or something. But yeah, they've all made she's like a self made billionaire from, from that. Her, no. yeah, yeah, that space, like the makeup and fashion world has so much more money than surfing does for sure. They've made bank. <laughs> yeah. Is there some is that something you could look at for a sponsorship? Is that something has anyone like any of the women tried to look at any um, of those high end makeup brands? I think Laura's done a few things with some makeup brands and beauty brands. Um She's probably the only girl that I can really think of at the moment. She's also like, you know, super girly and likes to yeah. do all that kind of stuff. And she's made a great career out of that too. So, yeah. yeah. Do you have any interaction with any of the other like um, women's sports sort of girls in the teams that are, you know, professional like soccer players or anything like that? You know, AFL, women's W, cricket. Um, Is there any crossover in that world? There's not too much crossover. I think Steph, like Steph and Ash Barty are really good friends. Yep. Um, but for myself personally, I don't. Well, they share a manager, don't they? Yeah, they're yeah. by the same management. I don't know. Ash really likes surfing, and she follows along pretty, pretty well. 
Um, can she surf? Because she seems to be able to do everything else. She can do everything, can do everything else. Oh. I, I love her. I think she's amazing. Oh, we saw her at Fanning's Golf Day. Maybe she we should swings. take her surfing. I think you should. Yeah. I'd be surprised if she couldn't. She probably has tried. I can't so see. So what's she done? Cricket, obviously tennis. She's probably really golf, good at it. Golf, they're all yeah. sort of balanced sports, I'm sure. Well, and they're all with a club, I suppose. Yeah, hand-eye. Yeah. Hand-eye. But it's a bit different with surfing, I suppose. Yeah, Surfing's one of those things I kind of find, though, if you haven't done it when you're a young kid, yeah. very tough to pick it up. I feel like if you can stand well and swing a club well, yeah. like you're halfway there because it's a similar sort of, I mean, stands. It's not exactly. But you kind of think about, right, you pick up a golf club at 17. Like, it's very tough to get. There's a few of those sports yeah. that if you don't start at a real sort of young age, it's really hours. tough to mm. rain it, get it back later. But if yeah. you were to just go, Ash, we're going to put you on this really slow-moving wave straight to the beach, just got to get up, get in your golf stance and bend your knees, I'm pretty sure she'd probably be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm kind of thinking, oh, she's oh, going to do smacking oh, cutbacks like and do that. No, 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 no I'm, I don't <laughs> doubt she could get down a wave. Oh, I'm thinking oh, like – popping airs and – Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, like oh. going to that yeah, next I, sort of level. Yeah, it's no. like us going out and saying, well, we could get down to 16 on a handicap. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> – No, yeah. well – Well, you have to. You've got two weeks. <laughs> I want to be 18 when I hit that thing. Uh, Righto, Mace, yeah. um, this is the Barnsley ball bag um, time of the podcast. Have you listened to many podcasts? Two, three. Who have you listened to? Um, I listen to Beads. Beads is my favourite. Is it? Yeah, I love his story. I think it's amazing. Yeah, he was fun. Moose call. The moose call, yeah. Can you give yeah. us one? <laughs> no, I've got a bit of a cough and I, I sound like a leper. I don't want to do it. Your first up, James. I've got a couple of questions. Um, I'll start off with, we'll just do the traditional one. Qualifying party in December, you've qualified. You get three bands, dead or alive. Who are your three bands or your three acts that you're playing or that are playing at Macy's qualifying party in December? Who are you taking? Okay. The Veronicas. I've always... Oh, Veronicas. That is not a band we've had mentioned thus far. What was the hit again? I can't Untouched. Oh, oh. Give us a bit of it. I feel so untouched. <laughs> I love them. I've always wanted to see them. Yeah, yeah love it. Um, <laughs> who else? There's so many. I'd have to get my friend Shimmy Disco to play. Shimmy yeah. Disco. DJ okay. set. Dimity. Dimity. Yeah, right. Uh, and I could have probably Fisher or someone like that. Fisher? Oh, but if it's a band. I love Ocean Alley. They're really yeah, cool. Yeah, I think they'll get them. Yeah, they live close by. Yeah, they were morning in the bay last year, the boys, yeah. weren't they? Mate, they didn't leave. <laughs> I thought they were just walking their dogs and cruising past, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, no, that's Ocean Alley. I'm yeah, like, what's that, that band? I'm like, yeah. I was like, they stayed all day. Yeah. yeah, they came in the Arvo when we were wild, and they were walking their dogs, and then I'm like, oh, these guys are pretty keen to just see what's going on here because they kind of hung out. There's about 10 of them. And then someone walked over and handed him a beer. I go, that's strange that these people walking these dogs are just all of a sudden drinking beer. <laughs> and then they just sat out and hung out for probably three or four hours. Eh? Yeah, like, no, great good, value. Good value. Mm. Good band. Yeah. Um, uh, and then next question. How do, you, how do you approach next year? Like what, what, what do you change? What's the first thing you think about when you think about Pipe, first event? What can you do coming into next year that's going to get you into the top five? What's, what's the next sort of? step from for mace i think yeah coming into pipe i want to definitely just surf some more heavy waves some more barrels i think if i'm comfortable going into the first event and set myself up right for that first event then hopefully the rest of the year will follow well um yeah just pipe and sunset i think i'll need to practice more in some heavy water for sure 
Will, you, you, will you go early? Probably not, only because the crowds there are so gnarly and I don't feel comfortable, like, putting myself with those people. Like, I'd rather go somewhere else, to be yeah. honest, and focus on myself and go somewhere a little bit more uncrowded and practice by myself. And Is then that in Oz or...? You yeah, would, in would, Oz, or I could, I'd probably do a strike mission if I had to, um, yep. if I what's could see strike, a swell. What's a strike mission? Is that just like, like a four, four yeah. to five days of just... Right. And well, what, where's it? What? Let's Go talk worldwide, and, and especially Australia. Mm. Is, cl- is cloud break the nearest thing to pipe? Well, it's just, yeah, yeah, King, yeah, hundred percent. Kingy, Kingy's opinion is it? Yeah, is, cloud break's right. definitely the closest thing. It's a good to one pipe. on your back end. You know, yeah. you know what? Like I definitely be... suck at backside shoe riding, so I'm like, okay, needs to. And get you've that surfed one. cloud break. Yeah, I've been to cloud break twice, so I'd probably go back there. Yeah. If you look at like too, if you look at um, the women's event at pipe this year that they had. They were always running on the smallest, like it was mm. still solid, but it wasn't those big second reef days. They generally have them on a, a down yeah. day. So it would still probably be, there'll be backdoor waves as well. Like you should be able to generally hunt rights. Yeah, I'm really hoping backdoor's good. Yeah, <laughs> so well, which, which is an yeah. amazing wave. If she gets like a nice west swell, yeah, mm. where there's like it's the left, but it's more of a peak. So Co- can, Coach Woods, where where else? Maybe would, I should have you as my. <laughs> no, you, I, I I don't think I think you can use the phone call for Kenny, but I reckon <laughs> I reckon uh, I reckon North uh, sorry South Australia like yeah, yeah. that's yeah. one close to home yeah where it's really steep. You go over there on some like uglier days too because sometimes pike can be windy and a bit unpredictable. I think it's a good plan though, just to do that and not go there and maybe get two waves in three bloody days or oh, something you, out you there can, and grind it. Go to elsewhere and, and yeah. find some waves and really hone it. The other one would be the Philippines Cloud Nine for backdoor, mm. which right. has just come into season. They just had an event there and the waves yeah. looked sick fun. It was like a little one thousand or something like that. That's Wait, another spot. Do you have to yeah. fund that yourself, or would a sponsor go? You know what? I see the value in this. So I'll chip in. Just, how's this work? How's that work? Yeah, I guess. Well, I, I'm. It's pretty much all. Well, I'm sponsored by Billabong, so they give me my salary, and I just do everything off that. Um, okay. So, that's so a I think Australia also yeah. help out a lot these days. They've got great funding, and they help us out with those kinds of things, training, and all that kind of thing. So. Is it a goal for you, like Paris or Chopes in 2024? Is that something that you is in your head at this stage, or not yet? Not yet. No, I definitely haven't really thought about that at all. Just get onto it, get going, yeah. get, get some results. Yeah, I'd rather like. I'd rather just get some good win, like wins on the CT. Get established. Than, yeah, get that. established and like be right up in the mix with the girls in the top five on the CT more than go to the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. But it must have been cool. You're a swimmer going up. Like yeah. you look at that. The Olympics is the pinnacle. Of oh, it's, absolutely. I loved watching. I'm so glad surfing's there. Yeah. Um, I think it's so amazing. And the Olympics, yeah, it takes up my whole like week when it's on. I just, it's, I'm glued to the TV. I love it so much. As bad as it was, like the waves, it was still dramatic. You know, like yeah, to, so to get Owen awesome. to beat Medina and then he got the bronze and, and yeah. then uh, Italo to win I, and I just Carissa love the, to beat. Mm-hmm. I love the team spirit of it. Yeah. that's yeah. And I know, I reckon the next step of it is a, so there's a big jet flying over here. I um The next step is probably having a, trying to get a team's element to it, I reckon. There should be a tag. If you could have three gold medals, the three medals, a tag team event for oh. your country. Oh, that'd be awesome. You could make a tag event in that, you like could, the ABB, sure. and yep. it could easily be the highlight of the surfing stuff because it can be marginal waves. And still be entertaining. Still and be the running really in and out and the decision-making. Yeah. Oh, it'd be awesome. Imagine like a, a Morocco or someone like that winning it. Because you could <laughs> – I don't know. Like, what was that guy who was in the finals? 
There was all those countries I'd never even heard of yeah. had mad surfers. Yeah, Peru has like Luca Messina. So yeah. I think, yeah, with the Olympics and that, like the format and how you can qualify for the Olympics, you get some random people in there um, amongst the mix and they yeah. really perform well under that like stage. Like Bianca Buttendag came second at the Olympics. Yeah. And I like honestly hadn't seen her since we were both on tour together. I didn't even think she was still surfing. Silver medalist. Silver medalist. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You done, John? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, awesome. That's good. All right, I'll go just throw it out there. Are, are you a reader? I read books, but like nothing that's gonna do anything good for my knowledge or anything. They're all, all right. They're all just made up books. That's like. all right. We'll give us a book that that floats your boat. What's a book? A book, a be podcast, like, and a, like, uh, a movie. And a movie. Um, a book, anything by Colleen Hoover. I think all young girls would know any of those books. They're all love books. Colleen Hoover, love, love books. books. So what's, yeah. what's the, is yeah. that like? Uh, Romance books. Ro- oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, podcasts, I honestly don't listen to too many podcasts. You guys are probably the only one that I've really, I think Condos made me listen to one. So I've, <laughs> you, you, I honestly don't listen to too many. Condos like a dripping tap. It just goes yeah. doink. But doink. I love. And eventually you give in to it. <laughs> Condo's like a dripping tap. Waterboarding. <laughs> he does. He just waterboards you and eventually you just go, oh, I've got it. All right. Macy loves our apparel. She likes our hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. love your hats. Thanks, though, I Macy. Wear it That's more nice. Than, like any of my other hats. Love it. Movies. Yeah. Um, my favourite movie is 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh. Classic. Is that his legend? Oh, my God. He's running along the grandstand yeah. there and she's looking love up him. at him. Is there a movie he hasn't watched? <laughs> I love movies. Have you watched King Richard? Yes, that was amazing. I watched that on the plane and pretty much sobbed for like two hours It's pretty after. good, isn't it? I think that was a really great movie, yeah. Um, analyzing that. Um, all right, you've got to have heroes and things. All right, this is a bit of a different one. I asked this one the other night. One person, history, dead or alive, you can sit down with for a day, but they've got to answer every question honestly. Okay, so you've got their undivided attention. Who would you take? Who would you want to learn from? Oh, that's a really hard one. I don't know. I haven't really thought about this. I'd just do some sort of musician like David Bowie or someone. David Bowie. David Bowie. There you go. Yeah. He would be interesting. Dude, he's oh. had the most insane life. I just want to know has. everything he's done. I think yeah. he's so sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm he's pretty sure. And his music yeah. is just yeah. top shelf. I'm pretty oh, sure he got that. I want to know. I want to know everything that happened. Did he get that fruity? He started hooking up with Mick Jagger. I'm sure that went down at some. <laughs> Did they hook up? Mick Jagger. I'm pretty really? sure, man. <laughs> oh, Jeez, Jeez, this, this, is, this is clickbait. If I don't know, Louis, is that Louis? You're a musician. Is that true? I don't know. Oh, I um, haven't heard that. Yeah, maybe I, that. You're hearing shit first here on the board <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Okay, Mace. Um, of all the surfers that you've competed against, so you have to have surfed a heat against. Um, give us all the good that you'd take out of a few of them to sum up the ultimate female surfer. Like oh, I like who I think one, is it? the best? No, no, no. You can take you can take like Chris's forehand, Steph's forehand. Oh, oh, this yeah. is Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. this Frankenstein. is yeah. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I like that one. Yeah, the Frankenstein w- women surfer. Like the stuff where you just go, holy dooly, she's so good at that. Well, Steph's technique and style, hundred percent. She's just good at everything, actually. She really is. Like, I've had a couple of heats with her, and I'm just like, fuck. Like, just, she's so good at reading the ocean and picking the right waves and surfing them to its potential. Uh, Carissa's amazing in some of the bigger waves and barrel riding. She's really good. But 
The one person I think, Tatiana, is like the most competitive person I've ever met and she just gets it done no matter what and I'd love to have that like. It's a good mixture of all those three things. Yeah, those three girls, I'd love to have a bit of everything. Okay. Um, At the ripe old age of 22, what's the two or three lines of advice that you would give to a 12, 14-year-old female aspiring athlete in any sport? Don't take it too serious because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Like it, it does, but the things that I've said or like all the negative comments, don't take those too serious. Like no one cares. Just run your own race. I don't know. That's probably a few different ones. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's exactly what Phil Mack said right at the end yeah. of his po- his his chat. Yeah. So he went through all Actually, that deep stuff and then he, 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 and he yeah. hit that right at the end. It's really well said. Yeah. yeah well put. Okay. Condo's last question is uh, – where do you see yourself at 35? 35, I just hope I'm married with a kid in a nice house. That's all I want. That's that. I'm, if I'm set up, I'm happy. Simple answers. Simple. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank it's, you very much for making the effort to come down from Palm Beach. Um, thanks, Kaney, too. Yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah. thank you, Kaney, wherever you are. I don't know where he is. Uh, we will be watching closely, as we always do, cheering you on yep. next year. Good luck um, in the first event. Yep. Thank you. Got no doubt you're going to crack it. Thank you and, so much. And uh, you're going to have a breakout year. Thanks for having thank me. Thanks, Macy. Yeah, Cheers, Macy. You. Don't smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>